from Fox 8 Sports. You're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. What we saw from Jared Cook in the preseason is coming to fruition in the regular season. Welcome to the Black and Gold Review Show. Deuce McAllister, Sean Vazan, I'm Juan K. Cook's presence changes the look of this offense. It's clear. It definitely does, and I think, you know, a lot of times people always want to assume, okay, where's the number two receiver? Where's the number two receiver? Well, he is basically your number two receiver. Obviously, they still trust Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn Jr. and their ability, but when they need to go somewhere and it's not uh, Michael Thomas, they're looking for Jared Cook. Dynamic player, this is exactly what you signed him for. It's coming to fruition here at the perfect time. You're right about that. Let's get you right to the headlines. Busy, busy, busy show tonight. Headline number one, slow start, big finish. It's not how you start the game, but how you finish that mattered the most for the Saints on Sunday because they couldn't have started worse on the road against a team with a lot to play for before they could blink. They were down 14-0, but they never panicked with the most important part. They never panicked, and I think that's where you show that you're a resilient bunch, but it's something that has to be, the question has to be asked, you know, uh, were you ready to go? And I think, you know, in a sense, yes, they were, but, you know, the action spoke differently, and there's some things that they can get cleaned up because there was splash plays. It wasn't a team driving the complete length of the field for you. There, it was a 49-yard run. The other was a big play. I think it was a 41-yard pass play. So some things to get cleaned up and just making sure that you're ready to go in the beginning. You know, the more I think about it, though, the more I kind of think short week, travel, Deuce, you and I, the first thing we saw when we got there, that field was, was terrible, uncommon opponent, stadium you haven't been since 2011. The fact they started sluggish, not completely surprising, but the fact that they were able to really catch on uh, in the second quarter and really finish out really, really, really strong, uh, to me is a telltale sign of just how how good this team is because you can kind of, you can feel it, feel it, feel it, and all of a sudden, one moment, boom, and it changes the whole trajectory of the game. So start slow, no doubt, and that's tough, but they were able to finish really strong. Was it our fault to think, okay, they just blew out the Colts recently, uh, the week before, Monday night, on their home field, practically a perfect football game. Was it our mistake to think that they would carry that over to the next game, Sean? Well, I... I don't know that we thought it was going to be a blowout the, this game. I mean, I think we, we all kind of agreed a 10-point win would be about right, but the way a 10-point game can unfold can certainly look a little bit different. So um, I, I'm just as I go back and kind of review the game in my head, it certainly felt like the slow start was maybe a little more predictable than maybe we would have thought just because of the circumstances leading into that game. Headline number two, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, fantastic player, went into Sunday's game needing – 11 catches to break the single-season receptions record. Had a record-setting day for him. He had 12 catches, 136 yards, and a touchdown. And now he'll head into Sunday's regular season finale against Carolina, looking to pad his own record-setting stat. First, does he get to 155? He's only 10 away. Mike T, I am sorry. <laughs> You're still apologizing for that? I am still apologizing. <laughs> I am sorry. Not that I didn't doubt that you would get it. I just didn't think it would be in one game. And, yes, one, I am going to say he is going to pad the record. I am not going against that young man again. I just got to say, I always knew he was going to get to 145. We did say it. I, did I, we I, always knew, I always knew he was going to get there. So no apology for me because I always believed in you, Mike T. Um, but, no. He's averaging almost 10 catches a game, unheard of when you consider just how much defenses devote to his presence, and yet every single week he comes up with double-digit catches. So to get to 155 is only 10 more catches? Absolutely he can get to 155. And I'll be very curious how long that record stands. Can he get to 160? 160 is asking a lot. That's 15 <laughs> catches. 
I would have been a passer, but still, uh, <laughs> that record is going to last for a long, long time. You're right. Double teams don't help because it did not help the Titans. They shaded guys over. It didn't matter. They played underneath coverage. They shaded guys over. You know, they tried to be physical with him. But, I mean, that, that, that was right down his alley as far as being physical and, you know, him being able to catch the football, run for yak yards, just doing what Mike Thomas has done all year long. And so, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see how teams try to take him away. I, I, all right, I'm going to play inside coverage and, and, and leverage you outside, make it have to be a perfect throw. And if you know Drew Brees, he's going to say, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll make the perfect throw. And then Sean is going to start motioning him and putting him in a slot so they figure out ways to get him in positions where he can be effective. I was going to say they said it after the game early on it was a little slow getting him going and then they moved him to the slot and all of a sudden it opened up for him and they started to really move him around and at that point he kind of just had taken over so it's just he's, he's just he's that good of a football player you just can't shut him down you just can't slow him down. You're right headline number three AK is A-OK -okay, mm -hmm. as an Alvin Kamara ain't nothing wrong with AK to do everything running back looked like his old self on Sunday 80 yards rushing 30 yards receiving a couple of touchdowns with the first time he'd gotten in the end zone since week three in Seattle exactly three months ago is it a sign of better things to come from Alvin Kamara? I think it's a sign of better things to come. And I think, you know, just listening to him talk, he talked a little bit about how it's hard to try to recover as far as to get to 100% health. And even now, he'll tell you he's not 100% healthy, but he's figuring out ways, okay, this is what I can do to kind of help myself. This is what I can do to get myself prepared and ready to go. And as he figures that out, you see the dangerous AK return on Sundays. And, and look, honestly, it kind of felt like early on it was going to be one of those What's wrong with AK games? Yeah. Early in the game, you saw it a few minutes ago, when, a few seconds ago, when he stepped out too early. Um, but then all of a sudden, that downfield block on Jared Cook, some, it, it sprung him for some kind of reason. It got him in, uh, into the game. And then the touchdown run that he had that Drew Brees checked to, where you know, he makes a nice, seamless cut, where the play is probably designed to go to the next hole. He finds the other hole and just drives right past Kenny Vaccaro. That was truly Alvin Kamara at his best, yeah. where he made it look easy, and it, it, earlier this year, it, it looked frustrated for him. Now, as he's making it look easy again, so to get AK back, perfect time. For the that Saints. play showed that burst we haven't seen all year long from him. Uh, does a healthy Alvin Kamara give the Saints the most explosive offense in the NFC? I think they're still going to be the most explosive offense. I mean, you're talking about an offense over the last five out of six games that have scored 34 points. That's really hard mm -hmm. to do in the NFL. And so, you know, you wondered last year that they peaked too soon. Right now, this offense is peaking at the right time. And so, uh, you, you, if you're willing to tell me over the next guaranteed two games, they're going to score 34 plus points. I'm going to say the Saints are going to be victorious in those games. Okay, headline number four, penalties and poor tackling. Can't all be good on the show tonight. Another week, another game full of mental mistakes by the black and gold. First, the penalties, 11 for 70 yards, to which Sean Payton replied they'd struggled to beat a better team with these, this many mistakes. And the tackling wasn't anything to brag about. Far too often it was a player whiffing on a tackle, and it led to a touchdown. Marcus Williams, we could pull him out almost every time. Is it a problem that can be fixed right now? this late in the season, or they are what they are? No, I think it can be fixed, and this is the one that will drive you crazy as a coach because the, the fundamental side of the football, that's what you work on every day. I mean, regardless if you're in pads or not, the fundamental size, the fundamental thing as far as how we go and operate, that's what you can fit. You know, a lot of the situation, it's, okay, how do I get myself in a better position to be able to make this block? How do I concentrate and focus where I'm not jumping off sides a little bit? And some of those calls, yes, I would agree, were kind of shaky, a little bit iffy at best, but 
but when you talk about the penalty side of it, those things could be fixed. When you look at the tackling, a lot of times tackling is going to be effort and putting yourself in the right position. You've got to have a, a knowledge or understanding of some of the concepts of what they're doing. I have to understand where my leverage is. If I'm going to go up and, and you know go out wild and, and, and stick my head down, well, I better have somebody outside or somebody close to be able to cover in case I miss. Penalties, um, they came early when they were kind of in that funk, getting used to the game a little bit. Uh, and they kind of, it felt like they cleaned it up towards the back end of that game. I'm willing to kind of put that aside. Plus, there was a flag-happy crew. Every time there was a penalty, you saw four or five flags fly in. It's like they just love to throw flags. It's the actual art of throwing the flag. Um, but when it comes to tackling, this is a problem, a major problem. If you're a safety on the last line of defense, you've got to make you the tackle. Miss. You can't miss because look what happens when you miss. It's a touchdown. Um, and Marcus Williams right now is not making enough big plays in pass coverage to give up some of the big busts when he has to make a tackle. So, um, and it's not just him. I don't want to just single him out. But still, the tackling, that's got to be cleaned up because that could be a problem later on. A couple weeks ago, Sean Payton called out Williams pretty much mm -hmm. saying, we have to get better safety play. So it's not like a new thing that's happening with him. We've, I mean, it goes back to the Minnesota miracle, him putting his head down trying to make a tackle then and not happen, happening. His confidence, is it shaken? That's what it is, his confidence. I mean, it's, it's having the confidence to be able to go in and, and know that I am going to make the tackle and, you know, understanding that I am the last line of defense and, you know, my guys are counting on me to make this play. And it's just having the confidence that I am doing it the right way. I have the right angle. All of that is in place and I can get a guy down. Okay, headline number five, secondary shuffle. Amazing job by... Dennis Allen on this one. Free safety Marcus Williams went down with a groin injury Sunday, and defensive coordinator Dennis Allen had to figure things out on the fly. So the Saints played more dime defense, which means six defensive backs on the field. They used every DB they had available for the game. The defense did not miss a beat. This is a sign of just how interchangeable these pieces are with this defense. I think you have a point, but also, you know, you had to have to go off to Peter Gunter, who was a defensive back assistant, as well as Aaron Glenn, for the work that they put in with those cornerbacks. You're looking at right there, Patrick Robinson. Patrick Robinson has been a guy that's mm -hmm. battling injuries this whole year. He comes in and he makes play after yeah. play after play. And you talked about the dime defense, and, and, and they used dime. They only had three down linemen, two inside linebackers, and it was every other defensive back that was dressed. And what was interesting, in the second half, and really more than just the second half, but they played mainly man-to-man. -man. There was no zone concepts because they had so many different pieces mm -hmm. in where guys would just point, all right, this is my guy. You, you, you have this guy, and they would just go out and play football. And, and that's why you saw, because we were trying to figure out where Janoris Jenkins played most, but he was all over the place because it was almost like, all right, my guy's right here. I'm lined up right here. Doesn't know the calls yet. Doesn't know the communication aspect yet. So... I mean, really doesn't take much to just play man to man. Yeah. So that's kind of what they did. I'll say this: P.J. Williams has had his moments in coverage, but he is a short tackler on the back end. C.J. Gardner Johnson, a short tackler on the back end. So that aspect of it, when they were in the game, I thought the tackling kind of picked up a little bit, and they just kind of—it was one of those things you adjust on the fly and you just go with it. And and obviously the offense got better as well. So complimentary football, yeah. and he finished out strong. And they were missing Eli Apple as well, so they did a nice job adjusting on the fly, as Sean said. From Fox 8 Sports, you're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. Welcome back in. Time to jump into the film room with Sean Vazan. 
right. For a while Sunday, the Saints offense looked really sluggish until a late second quarter pass from Drew Brees to Jared Cook officially got them out of their funk. We break down how it all went down in tonight's film study. For Zan's film study, sponsored by Rejuvenate Medical. The Saints are at 11 personnel, empty set with Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn Jr., and Jared Cook on the right side with Michael Thomas on the left slot and Alvin Kamara split out wide. When Breeze hand gestures, he checks into what appears to be an all-go special, where Smith, Ginn, and Kamara will run go routes, and Cook will run a dig route 15 yards downfield. Breeze does this because based on the pre-snap alignment, he knows the linebackers won't have enough time to get deep enough to drop into the zone to take away his throwing lane. The Titans show cover four, but on the snap, they morph into a cover three with Kenny Vaccaro playing robber, hoping to bait Breeze into the hot read throw to Thomas on the shallow cross. But Breeze isn't fooled. The key to the rest of the play is protection. The Titans bluffed in zone blitz and had an extra linebacker drop out in shallow coverage, which means they only had four players rushing. The Saints offensive line stifles them and creates a clean pocket for Breeze. This allows Breeze to effectively look right for either Ginn or Smith, then come back to Cook, who's now running his route right into the vacated space left behind by Vaccaro. Cook makes the catch, then breaks the initial tackle. Kamara is out in front as lead blocker, and Cook follows him all the way into the end zone. But also credit Ginn, who races downfield to make sure Tremaine Brock doesn't have a chance to catch Cook at the goal line. That play sparked the Saints and never felt like the Titans would ever gain or regain momentum after the Saints got back on track. And Deuce, I'm not sure what you saw from the booth there, but that was really an incredible play. Well, it was an incredible play. You see Drew, he goes up and checks. He sees the coverage and then he sees the look as far as them rotating down. And what's interesting is the offensive line may not get a lot of credit, but that was an outstanding job by them because I, I can't tell you if Jared Cook was the first option. If you look at Drew, he kind of hitches like he wants to throw it, but he doesn't like the look and he goes back to Jared Cook and it's right on time. It's perfect and you know, it's obviously a touchdown with the help of Al Kamara and uh, Ted Ginn Jr. You look at what the team had on the field offensively, it seems like this is the first time we've seen a trio of Cook, Kamara, and Thomas at full strength. Well, what's interesting is anytime that you can line Alvin up and, as, as well as Michael Thomas on the same side, that's some of the stuff that Sean talked about. Normally, Jared Cook is going to have the mismatch in that set, and even if that's how teams continue to try to play them, and look for Drew to continue to exploit that mismatch. Yeah, I mean, for all these guys clicking at the same time in a game, you kind of all came Kind of, kind of all kind of came up uh, Sunday against the Titans. I think that certainly spells, you know, uh, trouble for opposing defenses. And Duke, you made the point earlier. Uh, we talked about it last week as well. This team offensively is playing its best ball at the best possible time. And as you get into the playoffs, that's going to mean a lot. Is this a big reason why Michael Thomas, uh, the teams are having so many problems double teaming him? Because you're starting to see more of Cook and Kamara, especially Cook. You're seeing teams, they, they, they are trying to run underneath coverage with him with one corner and then with safety influence on the top. Well, if they're going to do that, then uh, Jared Cook is either going to have a nickel corner on him or a linebacker. He's too fast for a linebacker and he's too big for a nickel corner. Then the other question becomes, okay, who do we put on Alvin Kamara? And so that's where defenses have to have either a deep backfield as far as depth is concerned, or they're going to just take their chances and say, well, Drew can't find the right mismatch. Perfect storm for the same. At Keesler Federal Credit Union, if it's important to you, it's important to us. Here, you're more than a customer, you're a member. 
And we're more than a financial services provider. We're your financial partner with a genuine interest in your life. So whether you want the best rate on a credit card for the things you love, a home loan for the people you love, or savings and checking that work as hard as you do, we've got you covered. And that's a good thing. From Fox 8 Sports, you're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. Welcome back in. We want to touch on a couple of other key contributors, not only in Sunday's win against the Titans, but on the season as a whole. Special teams ace return, returner Deontay Harris was a difference maker against the Titans. The first time Pro Bowl selection had 150 yards returned, including a 47-yarder, which was his longest of the day. Harris keeps the field position battle in the Saints' favor. No doubt about it. I mean, the Saints, you know, pretty much were starting at plus 35, plus 40, and, and, and a couple early on, they were not taking advantage of that field position. And you know, I was surprised that he didn't break one of those kicks. They they started respecting him totally when they started just punting it out of bounds. <laughs> we're not even going to punt it to you. One time on the kickoff, you Washington ended up getting it, and he had a pretty good return. So even before the game started, the special teams coordinator went over to Deontay Harris, and you could see him laughing, kind of joking, shaking his head that they were, you know, had a ton of respect for him even going into the game and he still hurt him with a buck 50. Yeah. It was about third or fourth quarter they squibbed it uh, at one point down as with one Dwayne Washington ended up uh, receiving uh, but look we talked about how great this offense has been playing his best football at the best time adding great field position to that to that equation only helps so Deontay Harris is certainly playing his role right now and you're talking about facing a team n next week or this week they gave up two punt returns this week, and so I'll be interested to see if they kick it to him this upcoming week. I was going to ask that question. Will teams going into the playoffs angle the ball away from him? If you're smart, you will. Yeah. I mean, particularly, I mean, because he, if he gets it, he is looking at plus 10, plus 15, or taking it all the way to the house. Hey, what a difference the return of linebackers Demario Davis and A.J. Klein makes. The tandem combined for three sacks, 14 tackles, two passes defense on Sunday. This defense just looks and plays differently when these two are on the field together. Batman needs Robin and vice versa. Well, it, it, it's, it's sad that A.J. suffered his injury because I thought he was having a strong season. And I know, you know people will get upset, hey, look, his coverage speed. He'll tell you, I don't have the speed I had when I was younger, but he is still smart. a player that's so smart. He can diagnose routes. This was his first two-sack game this, this past game. And so I thought he really did an outstanding job. And Demario Davis, I call him Rev. I mean, just because he's so nice. He's, he, he's kind of the gentle guy off of the field. But he is a different person yes, he once is. he hits the field. And uh, Taylor Lowen one time was trying to block him. It was actually on his sack, Demario's sack. He, it was same foot, same shoulder. That's, that's all your power. That's using all of your power. He trucked him. He ran right over him to be able to get the sack. And so, you know, just a sure tackler. And it's, it's, it's a travesty that he's not a Pro Bowl player. We just saw the difference in the San Francisco game when they weren't available. Mm -hmm. uh, well, obviously, Demario was, but you yeah. didn't have A.J. Klein or Kiko Alonso. You saw the difference. Um, vulnerable to the cutback, bad run discipline. With both those guys in, it's like everything is stable. Even if they're not making the play, you just feel like the defense as a whole is certainly stable. So, welcome sight to have those, both those guys on the field. From Fox 8 Sports, you're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. 
Up next for the Saints, a meaningful season finale at Carolina. A Panthers team that's lost seven straight games, 38-6, their most recent one, losing at home to Indianapolis. How this team gets so bad so quick? I think injuries, and I, I really don't know if they were a very good team coming into the year. They really never addressed the offensive line issues, and I think when you talk about injuries, you're playing players, putting players in that are obviously a lesser extent to your guys that you had starting, and so I think it starts right there with them. Injury certainly a concern. Just doesn't, it's just one of those years, you know, the coach got fired, so there was kind of, you know, that, that undertone throughout the season, is this, is this it for Ron Rivera? Sometimes this happens, and um, it just kind of, you see an error come to an end, and it, you just kind of got to play the last little bit out, and you get what you got on Sunday. So um, I, I believe, Juan, you had retweeted something like Greg Olson was not happy after no, the game. No, not happy at all. Um, so clearly there, it, it, it's infiltrated that locker room where it's just not a happy group. And Mike McCarthy being mentioned as a possible replacement for Ron Rivera there. We'll see how that goes going forward. That's our show for tonight. For Deuce and Sean and everyone here at Fox 8, thanks for watching. Our next newscast is at 4.30 in the morning. Have a great night. At Keesler Federal Credit Union, if it's important to you, it's important to us. Here, you're more than a customer, you're a member. And we're more than a financial services provider. We're your financial partner with a genuine interest in your life. So whether you want the best rate on a credit card for the things you love, a home loan for the people you love, or savings and checking that work as hard as you do, we've got you covered. And that's a good thing. From Fox 8 Sports, this has been Fox 8 Overtime.